But it's one thing I love more than getting my pitch over the plate. And that is getting over this plate in Casa Ole. It's like a fiesta in Casa Ole. Casa Ole, fresh today, every day. Get a free child's play, put your sticker stuff from any Astros game. Casa Ole, fresh today. It's Lima time. Time. It's always time for Lima time. It's episode 202. He's clever reference. I'm Kelvis McConaughey. Your co-host. Oh, you're back to Kelvis. Kelvis McConaughey. All right. The greatest, name, the greatest name in human history. That really is. That might. That actually might be. <laughs> Absolute that track really star. Absolute track star at the school that I teach at in the 1980s. Amazing. Yeah, that, that, yeah, and the fact that it's an act real and it's not a Key and Peele sketch is even better. <laughs> yeah, that, that, yeah, that, that might be a legitimate number one. I'm trying to think of anything off the top of my head. And there's nothing, uh, no. I knew a guy. There was a guy in my high school that was named Russell, 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 which is pretty funny, but it's not his nearly name, as cool. His name was Russell, Russell, Russell. Yeah, what an idiot. <laughs> I have a. I well, I had a student last year, uh, actually the last two years, that her she has two younger brothers, and one of them their their middle name is Danger, and the other one's middle name is Trouble. I I want to I want to hate that. I yeah I don't know that's pretty tight. But it's not bad, also, gotta, but it's very calculated. Then it kind of sucks if you if you really break it down. It's like, oh, <laughs> yeah. I'd rather be danger than trouble. I don't know. What's their last name? I guess you can't dox them. I'm uh, not, I, I can't say that. Of course not. Um, yeah, no. I mean, danger is good, but trouble is. Uh, you, I guess you're you're kind of guaranteed to be a blues mu- musician. Yeah. Yeah. Your name's Trouble. Just. Put, just played board under a bad sign every every that's all they ever played <laughs> uh all right so the, the astros have it's it's not been a it's not been a great two weeks no um, it has not four and five on the nine game homestand do you attribute it to uh so here's here's my first question do you attribute the astros recent struggles with they just miss Jordan that badly and Abreu is that bad or, or is it the, they've played 26 games in the last 27 days or is it a combination of the two? It's an amalgamation of even more stuff than that. But yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, I think the Jordan thing is as he goes, the offense goes and he's just kind of like the, when they're doing nothing, he's doing everything. And when the rest of the team's doing something, he's kind of a catalyst. So, I mean, I think, yeah, that's a big part of it. But I think it's been two weeks. It's everything. It's the bullpen sucks. Montero keeps getting thrown out there. Dusty refuses to play Chaz. 
the defense's core, making base running mistakes. I mean, I can go down and I could just run off a, a laundry list of what's going on. And then you're running into a buzzsaw like the, the Reds. That was just, that was, we, we got Atlanta Braves. We got 2019, we got 2021. Yeah. You know? Um, and we suck. And that's so, <laughs> I, mean, I think it's a bad combination of a bunch of different stuff. But I think the Jordan's got to be at the top of the list, right? I would think, I mean, it's weird. We're now two weeks. It was two weeks ago tonight that when he, when he left the game early uh, and I can't remember their record off the top of my head, but it it's not, it can't be 500. It's probably pushing. No, it wait, probably not, but it's right around there. It's gotta be right around there. Right. Cause they, I mean, they went, they went four and five on that homestand. Yeah. Um, which would sound, which is actually is a lot better than how it felt. Yeah. Cause I mean, it was definitely, I mean, I'm surprised they won the last two games. Bookended because it got yeah we got swept and then absolutely railroaded in between the two uh, the wins so um, yeah you got two and two to start and then crushed and then two to finish so yeah um, they salvaged that thing thankfully but um, yeah I mean yeah you're I mean that's got to be it five and eight and, and they are they are five and eight in the thirteen games yeah that sounds about right um, yeah not great but he's, he seems to be some at least some potentially uh, exciting news regarding him and his injury that he's, he's hitting on the field. He's running. He's, I mean, he's playing the field. He's pretty much sounds like he's pretty close. Would. Okay. So, so that, that leads me to, to my next question. So let's say that it's, I guess it, I, I mean, if he's that close, I didn't, I didn't hear about that today. I haven't been I haven't, I think a couple weeks is what Dana Brown said. Cause I remember them saying like a month and that, that was last week and that would push it right to the all-star break. So do you rush him back and, and get him back in the lineup? Or do you just like say, you know what, we're going to let it ride until we get to the all-star break. Um, I, I think, it, I mean, I think that that would probably be the, the safe play. I mean, what are they, as it stands now, still just five and a half games back considering, and they, and they play in the Rangers coming up. Um, yeah, I think you just see, I mean, there's no reason to rush them back yet. I think they were getting there. If you, if you, you get swept by the Mets and you lose that series and you're actually, you're literally just bleeding and, and you got to stop that to salvage the year maybe, but I don't think that they, that's even close to being the case to where they're at. I think this is the perfect time for them to kind of suck. Yeah. And every yeah. team's going to go through this. It just, it's been what seven years since the Astros haven't been in first place like this late in the season like Kyle Tucker basically doesn't know what second place feels like uh when it comes to the AL West yeah I mean yeah you have the the year that doesn't count so that doesn't obviously that doesn't no that doesn't count uh but this I mean this kind of this has some of those 2020 and 2016 vibes to this team not quite but they're they're flirting they're flirting with some of the most frustrating teams at least in, in the, how i feel about them i'm i'm not i'm a fan but i'm not a big fan if you catch my drift i i tweeted the other night like i hate this team more than the 2016 team oh <laughs> i mean it, they, they could potentially get me there they're not i still think they're they're good and i still think they're fine ultimately but i mean i got yeah i texted you i was like i'm about to if they lose this game i'm really going to that full alex jones on the podcast <laughs> <laughs> i didn't know what to root for at that point <laughs> Oh, just just start yelling they're, they're in a galactical demons and just screaming <laughs> but um yeah it feels like that when montero's pitching um yeah there's a few things that are really starting to run me the wrong way but there's a, also a bunch of stuff that 
where we could spin it the other way to where we could, if you just, it's really honestly how you look at it. Cause they're still the same baseball team and they're not, they're not going to freak out. So there's no reason that we should be melting down. Cause they're just, they're not at all, no matter how bad they're playing, they're, they're going to be chill. Yeah. And ever after every game, you know, Bregman's like, yeah, no, yeah. I mean, yeah, we need, it'd be nice to figure it out soon, but you know, we're not, we're not, pre- it doesn't, it doesn't feel like they're not pressing. It feels like Abreu is absolutely pressing uh, just because he's trying to prove that, that he's not just stealing 58 million dollars or whatever it is um but no the 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 mood when it gets to when they actually get to talk to reporters it's it's sort of it's sort of chill well i mean they're not i mean this i mean to us it feels terrible and it's a stretch where it's and it's kind of been kind of building up that scoring two runs, getting shut out, and then one, you get one eruption, and then back to another week of not scoring runs. <laughs> and then, so it, it feels a lot worse than it is. I mean, they're, I mean, they're five and a half games back of a team playing as great as they possibly can. And, and I'd say the Astros are playing about as bad as they possibly can, and that's where they stand. So that's how good they are. So we I just got to keep that in perspective. Fangraph says the Astros have the easiest remaining schedule uh, in the AL West. The Rangers have the hardest, although there's a, a minute percentage point. It's it's about a percent difference between the two. The thing that I find interesting is that Fangraphs gives the Astros a 25% chance of winning the division. The Rangers a 59% chance. Uh, and the Astros just a 56% chance of even making the postseason. Well, that, I mean, that, both of those are going to be are asinine, and that's where – that's where the AI cannot factor in art, part experience, um, and, and, and stuff like that. And yeah, luck um, or how bad luck's affected it. I mean, and with so many games remaining against the Rangers, I mean, I get, I could see why. I mean, El Fool would computer would look at this and say, "Oh, the Rangers." Are, you, yeah, that's the obvious. That's the obvious play based on what you've seen. If you put that all into the, the, the math machine or whatever the hell it does, nobody really knows how that works. But yeah, but obviously, but you're discounting that they're the Astros and they're the Rangers. And um, yeah, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't rule the Astros out to win the division at all. I, mean, I think that's low, truth be told, for how close they are. I think that that's something that should be factored in. But this, you know, I don't know what they, I don't know what they all factor in, other than that it's a graph, it's a graph for fans. The the last week, I'm looking at baseball references uh, playoff odds, and the last week has been really tough for the Astros. Of course, it's been tough for anybody that's watched the Astros, um, but they've taken a 26% dip in in their playoff odds. Uh, it used to be the baseball re- even when the Rangers were like three and a half up, the the Astros had the had the nod. Now it's 18% the Astros win the division, 78% the Rangers win the division, which I think but is see, I think- crazy. Yeah, it is crazy, but I think isn't that one of those things that it's like um, much like the uh, the win predictor in the ESPN app, where it's like the Astros come out and they uh, sweep two series in a row, and all of a sudden they're two and a half games back or whatever it may be, and all of a sudden it, they flip the complete opposite way in just a few games. I, I feel like that that's the case with those numbers. Yeah, for I mean, sure. What have you literally? What have you done for me lately? So I mean, it feels. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be low, but I I mean I think if you if you're looking at actual what it what it is I think that that's that that's a little crazy, but um, and that's really I I mean I guess the Rangers have been good and have been have shown nothing uh, no signs of um slowing down, but I just don't I still don't fully buy in yet. No, they need to do it for more than three months, two months, two and a half months. 
and they ended, and they continue to beat us. And if they come out and just bone crush us and just and separate themselves and get a you know seven to ten game lead, which is pretty easy. I mean, yeah, that's um, it's not a deal. Even then, it can happen. Just guess. Yeah, if, honestly, and this is. I wouldn't even say this is loser mentality. Honestly, all the Astros need to do is San Antonio Spur and get that last wild card spot. And I'm, I bet they, <laughs> that's the house on the Astros. All they need to do is get in the postseason and everybody else is fucked. And they're going to be scared of them if you're playing the Astros in the postseason. And that's what it is. I'm sure they, they're going to try to win the division. And I would, I still think that they, they might. Um, but yeah, that's going to be, I don't care where they come in seed wise, if they make the postseason and then, um, yeah. That all that experience and pedigree comes into play, and it becomes a completely. De- they're built for postseason baseball, even right yeah, now. Yeah, they are. You're getting experience from Jolks and all the um, Dubon and all, all the places that were not expected. So with with Brantley coming back and Jordan coming back, that like they have potential to become a juggernaut once again, um, because we haven't seen the actual 2023 Astros play yet. No, Urquidy Urquidy's going to be back. It feels like sooner than later um yeah yeah there's some there's some light there's some there's some things to be excited about one thing one thing that i noticed last night that that had me a little bit concerned was that on christian javier's last pitch of the game it was a four-seam fastball uh at 90.7 miles per hour which is about four miles slower than than what he started off with in the first inning which could be it could be fatigue uh, I think he was, yeah, he was, he was just going through it, um, which he seems to have those games every once in a while, and he'll come out next next start and and pitch a complete game shutout, maybe throw a no hitter. I mean, it's that's, but yeah, he seems to like when he gets when he's off, he is he seems to really be off and can't, can't get back, <laughs> and and which is fine. That's going to happen. I mean, yeah, we've seen it. I mean, we've seen JV get rocked. I mean, yeah, good pitchers get rocked sometimes, but um, yeah, not for Amber. He doesn't. For Amber doesn't. Well, he and if he, yeah, if it, yeah, he can. He seems to be able to. Um, if he has a, if he's wild, he seems to be able to settle himself down and um, kind of will it. And uh, Javier doesn't seem like he's quite learned that yet. And I credit, I credit Carlos Correa. What was it? The twenty twenty ALCS, uh, the season that doesn't officially exist. But Framber was was all sort of. He wasn't getting some calls. Carlos Correa. Yeah. Like got it, got the infield together, and basically cussed him out on the mound, and told him to like get his crap together, and he did, and he's been a different pitcher ever since. Like anyone he that really booed, anyone that booed Carlos Correa when when he came back, like you don't, you should be banned from Minute Maid Park for the rest of your life. You really should, and I mean, I, that's it's a good thing you brought brought Carlos up. I I think that the lack of a, a vocal leader like Carlos is is one of the problems with the um with the team right now jb's gone uh altuve is a um a leader but a passive leader Brantley seems to be kind of of a passive leader you don't have uh, you brantley kind of hovering around they seem to have more of a like a a council and they don't have like the the correa that will just that'll you know call you a a a homophobic slur in spanish and yell at you (laughs) and get you in just a guy that, yeah, a, a guy that can go to war behind. Even Jordan, and he obviously leads by example. He's a monster. Nobody's going to say otherwise. But he's also a gentle giant, you know. 
they need, yeah, they need some sort of, yeah, they're lacking leadership in that sense. They I, I, I seem like they're a bunch of, and I'm, not, I'm not calling them pussies or anything, but they're kind of a bunch of, a bunch of sweet guys. And I want a couple of criminals in there. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like if Abreu was hitting like 290 and had 15 home runs by now, he would be that guy, but he, he's probably sitting there thinking like, I'm the last person that should be yelling at anybody. Cause I can't, I can't hit water if I fell out of a boat. And that's, I feel like, that's, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Well, no, I was just going to say, well, I think that, that Abreu steps into that role once he feels like he's pulling his weight, if he, if he can get it. And I feel like he's right there. He's, um, he's having, yeah. Right. When you think he's put it back together, he'll, he'll go back and look foolish at the plate again. <laughs> yes. Um, but I was going to say, who do you think surprisingly, I would say the nastiest guy on the team who you wouldn't expect. I think it's Dubon. I think Dubon's got shivs in his socks. He's got a menacing. <laughs> like, I feel like he's the guy. I feel like, and I'm being serious. I feel like he's the guy that like is ready to swab. I don't know. He just has a, a thing about him. And I, I feel like he's ready to throw hands at any time. I, I think you, you could be right. And it just because like really something about him, just an underlying look he'll get, or just a thing like he smiles. He, he just, but I think there's a, an, un, an anger that, that lies below the surface that is ready to erupt. We, we had a girl on the soccer team that, that she was, she graduated, like she was like fourth in her class, uh, like a hundred, 107 GPA. Like it was absolutely insane. Like, like an absolute sweetheart, but something happened when she got on the field and we called her the accountant uh, just because there's a little, a little spectrum uh, but would absolutely like cut your throat and shoot you with a high powered rifle from half a mile away. And um, I feel like that might be Dubon. Like Dubon looks like an accountant, but would like an actual accountant and will, yeah, will take you out. He will, he will embrace you as though he's hugging you and plunge a butterfly knife uh, in between the, the back of your ribs. Yeah, you need. Yeah, if you have if you have like a tactical and a, a and a uh, an attack office, that I mean that's as valuable as it gets. <laughs> you ever seen the the World War II video of that the guy that Walter Philippet guy, and he's like, um, I, it's I don't remember I don't know what it was from. It wasn't like at the end of Pacific. It was they're interviewing these World War II guys, and it, it was this guy Walter, and he was just like talking about. World War II, like, was so, like, he, he didn't have any remorse or PTSD. He was like, I didn't <laughs> care the only world war. I don't care now. I didn't have a girlfriend when I went, so I went over there. They asked me to kill him, so I killed him. And he was just, matter of fact, about, he was just like a crazy, like a sociopathic murderer. He's just like, well, uh, I ran into a Jap. Sorry, I'm saying this as a quote. Don't get mad at me, please. Uh, I asked him for his picture. He said, no, no, no. I'm not going to give you the picture. I said, yes, yes, yes. Give me that picture. And then they clipped to him, like holding up the picture. He was like, they were lopping off Chinese heads in front of the, in front of the, the great wall of China. And that was the picture that the guy was holding. And he's just like, so I killed him. And it was just like, he was just like, I came here to go to war. And uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. He's, he was a crazy office guy. That was, it was very funny. That was uh, my full point. I'm going to, I'm going to look, I'm going to look at it. I've never seen that, but I'm going to look it, it up. It's hilarious. He's just like, well, I, I didn't care then. I don't care now. everything is so hilarious and he's talking about the most just horrific battle situations but rest in peace to American hero Walter (laughs) Philippex that's Mauricio Dubon I'll send you the link it it really is he's just a bad absolute bad just just, all his stories are just like it's insane what he was doing yeah no I will definitely I'll watch that twice 
uh, which is a, a few, that's a few times less than I've watched the Shane Gillis live in Austin stand-up set that you sent me about a, about this time oh, of year. Oh, that's, isn't that the best? It's so it's, good. I, 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 normally I can, I can watch someone stand up like the same routine, like once, like I'll watch it, I'll watch it through once and I'll really enjoy it. And I will not revisit it. That, that set his, is completely different. Yeah. There's something about, I don't know. There's something about him. I, I've watched, yeah, I, I can, I can watch his over and over again. And usually I can't either. Um, well, yeah, I don't care to, and it has no entertainment value, but his is like literally get, gets laughs every single time. He's recording a special, a new special this weekend, I think. So that's, that's exciting. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. He's nice. a man. So hopefully that, that'll be out by, uh, by fall. Get a good, good. Yeah. He's the best. By far the best. Chuck All right, Gillis. so what what else is there? Um we yeah, we hit the, that the, we hit that really hard there. We front loaded this podcast. Yeah, um I'm, yeah, I mean what do you make of the uh the dusty Chad situation? And, and and you see Chandler taking uh having no problems reporting that they have some sort of they have some sort of beef. But with the, the way uh Chad has played and um, I, I think the I mean, it's, and it's that when he's played, I, I mean, a, a personal beef is is not going to really cut it for me. Even though I love Dusty, that's gonna if that's the truth, that's weird. That's something that's very weird. And he seems to, I mean, it's clearly there's something going on. He's had a problem playing with him, playing him all the all, all the time. So I I only vaguely heard about. Even though I linked to it this morning, I I took a cursory glance at at Chandler's. So let me let me look at this real quick. Uh, yeah, just, that's pretty much all he just said. That there's maybe some there's a thing between the two, and then that's um and that's just that's just what it is. That he just has there's a personal thing between um he just doesn't like jazz for whatever reason. It's no secret inside Houston's clubhouse that Baker is not a fan of McCormick's and hasn't been since early last season, which has somewhat impacted his playing time. Um. But, Plays he's made, he makes the biggest catch in the franchise history. He's hit some. I mean, he hit that fucking home run off Garrett Cole. Um, he's. I mean, he's, he's been hitting lately. I mean, he definitely deserves to um be, to have more playing time because I mean Myers isn't cutting it. And uh, I mean, yeah, I, I just I wonder what it is if that. Uh, yeah, I wonder what it is because I I would say I would trust Dusty as a character guy. Like if he says you suck or you, like I would tend to, to go with him, but. I don't know. That's that's interesting. I would. I, I feel like it's. It, it. I feel like it's pretty hard to be on Dusty Baker's bad side if you're if you're wearing yeah, the same uniform. Really, really trash. So he's just in there, just talking to go birds, and he's yelling about water. And <laughs> it's just rural Pennsylvania. Same terrible racist shit all the time. That that could be the case. He is really trash. Could do it. I don't know where Millersville, Pennsylvania is, but Battery. I'm gonna, I'm going to look it up. Yeah, I mean, but that's um, yeah, and for Chandler to just be like, it's no, it's yeah, no secret. Um, that's I mean, those are those are pretty strong words. Yeah, it's kind of a secret. Uh, oh yeah, no, he's from like Pennsylvania Dutch country, I think. Oh, he's more Amish. Oh uh, yeah, I mean, I can see Dusty not getting along with the Amish. I could, I could see that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they're I mean they're incorrigible, so I I would side with Dusty on that. Uh, <laughs> They make great furniture, but they're—I mean—they're yeah, tough to be around. Um, yeah, they're—they're they're really stupid. They—they they think we're the English, and they think they're the Germans, and they're just—I mean—they're just wrong. <laughs> they're just not right. They're just incorrect. So. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Down with. 
down with the Amish. They do make a great dinette set, though. The, the we have two end tables that are that we bought from from an Amish store in upstate New York that we've had we've had those things for like 15 years and they're they're great. But yeah, if we, you've ever been a rum train people is if you're on a two lane highway and there's a horse and carriage in front of you, you know you're just going to be late. They're not they're not getting over. Yeah, that's yeah. I've I've, I've seen I've actually seen a, a very very traumatic horse buggy wreck. <laughs> which is something that happens it's, it's it, i wouldn't call it commonplace but it definitely is something that happens and it's uh yeah the poor horses but yeah that's yeah it's the nature of the beast but yeah they're terrible they smell awful they speak <laughs> weird and they're creepy and they're um yeah and they're just yeah they're, they're pretty much flat out wrong about everything but their work ethic so uh down with the amish yeah 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 <laughs> rum yeah so that's but that's rum spring does rule though just go there here go sex and drink and just be terrible remember yeah you either don't come back or just make sure you've got it all out of your system i, I can respect that rule all those white oats wild oats going back be home. Home. fuck i do have to go yeah, it's an unbelievable life party class. to be white you're like oh man i gotta yeah but i mean at least you get that experience that's tight they're just like no this is what's out there go check it out go see what technology is go go watch it go watch it TRL or whatever, whatever the show is that the kids watch. That's definitely not the case. That's definitely not a show. That's still on. <laughs> definitely dating myself. Yeah, it was always yeah, always some, some fun pause. Well, yeah, I definitely wasn't saying anything important. Oh yeah, you're back. Sweet. Yeah, it was, it was quick. We didn't have to. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, they, they, people have come to expect all sorts of errors, and a uh, yeah, a perfectly run episode would be creepy. I think, and people no, would be no, upset. People would not trust that at all. Yeah, execution and good audio, and yeah, they would they would hate that. So yeah, so I'll make sure I make sure to let the internet company know to cut my internet out when I'm talking. So. <laughs> um yeah it's okay so there, so that's a weird dynamic it's something to i don't know how much stock i put into it i think at the end of the day he'll play the dusty will put the best uh lineup on the field i i mean i i, I have no reason to think otherwise but that's just something interesting i i do think that he's war he's earned himself um more playing time this, this year <laughs> and uh and we're not seeing it yet but it's still it's this is he's in, clearly in his play around phase you got Dubon playing first base he's clearly just seeing it's the time to where you can mix and match and see what you can do so I mean I, I think that that's not something to be concerned with I wonder if if Dusty isn't not, he's not playing mind games but he's he's signaling to the front office like very clearly like hey we need we need some reinforcements I got freaking Mauricio Dubon at first base right now like, like get, you've got a month, you got five weeks, like get to work. Like we, we need, if you want to, if you want to run this back, then, then we've got to make some moves. I mean, I mean, but I mean, do we, I, I think Abreu's played a pretty good first base. Um, other than that big hole uh, when he's hitting, he's played pretty, he's played pretty well. Um, noodle that he's using to, to hit with. I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm rooting for him. Uh, the, the, the guys love him. Everybody loves him. I like him. 
So I'm trying to I'm I'm trying to be more positive on Abreu. I I like him a lot more than now that I I know a little bit more about him. And and, and I know that the, the 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 team absolutely loves him, and that's really all I need is that the, all the boys can be behind him. So um you know. I mean, we're also. We know, I mean, that baseball player is in there. We're just spoiled, is what it is. We're definitely spoiled, but also like next, it'll be next week. Will be the halfway point of the season. Like we're still, we still haven't played half the season yet. Uh, and half also is a half. That is a long time as well. So it goes both ways. And that's why I said it goes back to how you really how you look at it. Yeah, no, for sure. But it, it's not as though it's the it's the third week of September and the Astros are and this this very well might be what happens. But the Astros are six games back with with fifteen to play. And you just you just need you need a lot of help. Like the, the Astros still like you win all those games. You win the next two series, or you sweep the Rangers, you know, in two series, and that that deficit's gone. Now yeah. that's a that's a huge ask of of this team the way that they're playing right now is to go sweep the Rangers twice. But, that, but of course, but that's on that is that's in the realm of possibility, and that's a thing that can happen. And that's why that's why yeah, us not playing them yet. At, uh, but that one series is I mean makes this kind of we haven't really gotten into the pennant race yet yeah it was just just starting to get into it um yeah I, and i think that that's i mean that'll tell you all you need to know is how you play against the rangers the rangers that gives them the test that they, the rangers are looking for and uh, they don't want and they definitely because they're gonna fail it and they're gonna have to stay in the uh, eighth grade <laughs> uh, i thought they i thought the astros passed Past that, the way they handled that that little ten game nine or ten game stretch with the Blue Jays, Braves, and Rays, I was like, okay, all right. So so April was a blip. Well, it turns out not not so much. But but this it's still it, it's not as though the, the forty of the Astros wins have come against like the Royals. And no, no, quite the op- quite the opposite. But yeah, and then you run into like the Reds. I mean, you run into a literal buzzsaw. That team was caught lightning and was playing and they're playing out of their mind yeah um and and then you just go out and you win uh i mean you get bone crushed but you win a series against a i mean at least a good on paper new york mets team that lineup is stacked just watch just see them and you you be yeah sure you got dealing with scherzer and verlander i mean that's a lot of commas a lot of commas in those bank accounts yeah i mean yeah but i mean that i mean just looking at that lineup i was like jesus just yeah all the way through that they're that's a stacked team so i mean you can i mean you we, we know you can beat anybody i i you are you have one of the two or three best pitchers i would argue it framber is the best i mean i show hayes up there and you, there's a you mean a handful of guys but he's definitely in the discussion um yeah i mean, I mean they have everything that they need they need to get montero the shit out of here that's... He just done. It. He just cooked. I mean, they paid him so much money, and he was so good before. But he is. He seems to be cooked, man. He's. He was good for for exactly one year, and it was his contract year. Like we've seen this a million times. Got um, a ring, and he was good when we needed it. I mean, that was some, he had some big, big postseason uh, performances. But yeah, he just. I mean, he gets. I mean, every time I turn up, he definitely has given up a run. I mean, his ERA must be in in the, in the trillions. But I mean, it's a home run. I mean, every single time he's in, like it's almost a guarantee that he's going to fuck something up. I'm I'm looking at it right now, and of course, it's not gonna. Of course, it's not gonna do it at the moment. Um, come on. Oh, here we go. So he's been in the. He missed 2018 for some reason. I'm. I don't care enough to 
to look at it. Yeah, uh, from 24, 2014 to 2021, we're talking about a reliever with a 5.18 ERA. I guess he started some early in his earlier in his career. So a 5.18 ERA. 2022, he posts a 237, gets that contract, and now his ERA is 704. Like basically, and that was he was signed when when Crane and Bagwell were like co-GMing it uh before they after they fired click and before they hired. I guarantee you that Dana Brown does not sign Rafael Montero to a three-year extension on the back of one season since 2014. Oh, Garrett, yeah, for sure. For sure. But I mean, I mean, I think that's it. I mean, I think that's the that's dice you got to roll. I feel like, I mean, so and based on what you were, I mean, based on what you had with the World Series, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't know. It's easy to Monday morning quarterback, and and this could just be a stretch where he's just he's something's wrong with his delivery. I mean, he's tinkering with something, or he's just he's telling a pitch i don't know it's it's that's what it seems like that they, people will just know what's coming yeah but uh and dusty just keeps going back to that well and i don't yeah so I, well, that's the, that's my one grievance with dusty is that he'll just he'll pick these things that everybody's like what the stop doing this we all see how terrible this is and maybe that's a tactic but he's like no i see it too but i'm not gonna i'm not buying into that i'm gonna go back to you because i'm not we're not playing that the game that everybody else is so that that could be possibly a tactic i, I think that the part of it is like, and it's not just that they're paying him $34.5 million, which is yeah, what they're, they're going to, they're paying him a lot, but like you only have so many arms and it's such a long season and especially 26 games in 27 days. Like you can't, you can't just not throw a guy in your bullpen for a month. Like you've got it. You've got to, you, you have to let him yeah. get a chance to get back on track, but still, you but can't do that to everybody months. else. He's still getting those higher leverage innings, and that's the thing that, like, I mean, I, I mean, it's it is it is a marathon, it's not a sprint, all that nonsense. But yeah, if you keep throwing them in a one run lead or tie game in the eighth, and we end up losing by four, or ever just get boat rushed. And uh, can we ban extra innings? Can we all agree that extra innings are banned and that extra innings suck ass? I looked I looked this up the other day. Let me see if I can find it. The Astros' record in extra innings since the Ghost Runner rule was implemented. It's like it's it's awful. It's absolutely awful. I, yeah, I don't know what it is off the top of my head, but it's not good. It's it's very bad. Um, and it feels so like six, that. I mean, time, yeah. They're 0-6 this season in extra innings. They're 16 and 27 since the beginning oh. of the 2020 season. God, those this yeah. I mean, I can't put too much stock in it because it's just it's not. It's like a. It's like a hockey shootout. It should be half a point. I, it's just a bullshit to what to play nine innings and then to just go to the, that sucks. And it's just, it just sucks. I, I mean, yeah, I don't. It doesn't make any sense to me. You've you've sped the game up. The the pitch clock seems to be working by all accounts. Like that sucks to, to, do, to do that and then just get there and becomes. I don't know. I, I just, it's not because the Astros suck either. I think it sucks. If we were undefeated, I still think it sucks. I don't know. I don't know that I, I share that sentiment, but I, I do think it, I do think it sucks. I definitely, I'm, I'm like, can we get, let's wrap this up. I've, if, if it was on that long, I'm, I'm about ready for the game to be over, but it, it is just annoying that you sit there and just, yeah, just, I, I, yeah. I, it's a, very annoying, but, um, but before we close out, I, yeah. How, how annoyed were you when you saw the Evan Drellett article 
what's the i told you that guy was that guy stuck but i mean this this i mean it's egregious on from so many levels and and just ill-informed and cheap um it's just yeah so i I mean it's easy to stop at it but yeah yeah what how did you feel when you saw that I, I read the full interview and not the, I, I have not read the Drellick write-up, but I, cause it, it's a, he got that from a Time Magazine article. Like he did not, unless he talked to well, Manfred afterwards. No, but he, he didn't pull it from a Time interview. He, he linked, he linked to the, to the Time interview. And I'm like, I'm not going to read this. I'm going to go back to the original interview. And I'm sure it was edited for clarity and, and for length or whatever. Cause I, I feel like Rob Manfred is the kind of guy that, if, if you're in a hurry, you need to have papers in your hand that makes it look like you're delivering something important. Otherwise, you're going to be standing in the hallway at MLB headquarters in New York City, and, and it's going to be two hours, and, and you don't even know what you've talked about. And, and so I'm sure they, they edited it, edited that down. But the, the whole Houston thing, the time interviewer, according to, the, to what they posted, the time interviewer didn't bring it up. Like he brought it up. Like the question was like, what's, what's one thing he's like, and, and like the previous question was like, what's one success? What, you know, what, what do you look at? And you're like that freaking worked. And then the next question was like, okay, so, you know, one regret, one thing you do over. And, and that's when Manfred stepped in and was like, well, I, you know, I'd revisit the Houston Astros thing. And it was right the after that it's possible to happen. I mean, it does even, know, I mean, is that, I mean, smoke and mirrors. I mean, the thing that Im- so it could not happen. I mean, it's an impossibility based on the, the bargaining. I mean, it's, it's, it's a, I can't believe that's a real quote. It's, it's how stupid it is for him to even say that. And I, mean, I think he knows goddamn well what the deal was that we didn't, we weren't caught. We, I mean, you have, you don't have, you have, if you're going to suspend the player, you don't have an investigation. You don't have anything because we yeah. wouldn't admit it. <laughs> and I, I think where, where it because he, but as well as anybody, he knows that if if you want to if you want to deflect and if you want to distract then you bring up you bring up the Astros and he had just because the and I'll give the interviewer credit like they were like what about the Dodgers and this like the sisters of perpetual indulgence or whatever and what about like yeah. Oakland like these are two train wrecks that are happening and you're the commissioner like so like kind of went in a little bit and talking about some of these like hot button divisive issues and and I think he was like well I've got to Remember the remember remember the villains? He tried to make us fall on another store. Yeah, so he was basically like, "Don't forget how mad you were when you were when you found out about what the Astros were doing," and like it just felt like he got really uncomfortable having to talk about uh, the Dodgers being homophobes and and being ab- and absolutely screwing over the city of Oakland, um, and wanted to just get people riled up about something else. Like he's just holding a, he's shaking tinfoil, hoping everyone gets distracted and it's working. Yeah. I mean, that's, a, that, that's a good, that's a good political tactic. And, and, and it's not, but I have, and, 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 it, and I granted, uh, obviously I'm an Astros fan and I have a, um, you know, I am biased, but I, I, I think I have a big problem with the commissioner of baseball talking about something and, and not understanding how just saying that and with it not yeah with it, the the yeah he, he, he couldn't suspend us because of the collective bargaining the, the players union would never have allowed it. like it's just it's it's just oh it's such a, a lie to the, the those the time type readers the casuals that I mean that but it's just like I haven't had a problem with him even saying that I mean I it's crazy well crazy. And I, 
I say this about Ted Cruz a lot <clears throat> that that Ted Cruz is not that stupid, but he thinks you are. And I think that's where that's where Rob Manfred is. Like Rob Manfred knows exactly the deal that he made and he know he knows that he got the investigation that he wanted uh, with the rules that he set and was very clear about that. But he thinks everyone else is stupid enough just to be like, oh, yeah, that's right. I freaking hate the Astros. I'm glad they're not winning the division by 10 games already. True. I mean, that is, I mean, I mean, that if, honestly, that, and I guess, uh, yeah, you're right. Cause I'm, I'm, we're coming from a place of the very small 1% of fans that ha- even know what a collective bargaining agreement or union is or how <laughs> anything. Yeah. So you're right. The, most people still say, why didn't they actually get punished? And he's just hammering that talking point home. Yeah. The trans people are grooming your kids. The, the pedoph- they're pedophile. I mean, yeah, it's just, a, it's just one of those talking points and he's buying into it. Manfred sucks ass. Those those poor bastards on the on the Titanic submersible got punished way more than the Astros did. How 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 uh, dare them? Here's a conspiracy theory: nobody died, and, and those billionaires were in some sort of cabal where they're and they just they faked their death to some sort of to drink baby's blood and fuck deer or something. I don't think anybody died. I think that that was a. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, yeah. That, that's my um, that's my conspiracy. There was no submersible with a bunch of billionaires in it that they uh, yeah they're up to something so that's uh, my, uh, <laughs> i love i absolutely love that i'm, I'm, yeah, I'm gonna... so, oh yeah the billionaires that are, yeah yeah they're gonna allow that no there's no way they're, they're not getting in on that i just i don't know there's something that's just um if they yeah rest in peace hopefully souls uh, go whatever but uh yeah it's something that see what happens with just the debris they find it'll be i guarantee nothing comes of it and they they liquefied in the ocean. That's very convenient. Yeah, yeah. And oh, oh, you mean the thing imploded and there's everything just you can't be. There's no remains because of the the pressure. Very convenient. Yeah, you're right. If they're I'm on, if they're, if they're on the new pedophile island, fucking getting with <laughs> the toddler cabana boys, fucking fanning them off while they eat grapes. Um. Uh, yeah, okay, they're billionaires. They're not necessarily pedophiles. I'm sorry for bringing. I'm sorry for bringing pedophiles up. My bad on that one. Um, <laughs> <let's get out>. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, sorry to bring that up. Yeah, we're we're talking about Manfred, uh, who's also might be a pedophile. I don't know. I've, I haven't heard that he's not. <laughs> uh, yeah, but that just yeah that and then Drellick just fucking him becoming uh, going Skip Bayless. Well, not even Skip Bayless. Just please. Wrote wrote a terrible book and just keep, he keeps he's going back to that well too. Like what is I know the Astros like try to have him fired or something, and so he definitely has a grudge. But he's really like he it, it's six years ago. I mean, I there's I would say that there's probably fans that hate us that are also like, can we just not talk about like why are you bringing it up? It's stupid. Like what are we talking? We've we're trying to move past it, and it's like Manfred and and these guys are not allowing it to move on. And that's it's just crazy to me. I, I said I was going to read his book, and I, I have not I have not done that yet. Uh, my plan this summer was to read my plan was to read ten books before I have to go back. Uh, and and I was I was about ten pages into a book, and I realized that Football Manager twenty three was on Apple Arcade. Uh, <laughs> so I just finished up my fifth season as the head coach of Leeds United, and we're still in the. Are y'all doing? Are y'all playing well? Still in the Premier League, just won the Europa Conference League. Like I don't know what. I don't know what Jesse Marsh was doing, but uh, no, I, I'm, I need to, I want to, I, want, I do actually want to read the book just so I can, I can speak from a place of like, okay, I read the book and here's what I think. Not from, 
not from a place, I don't want to speak from a place of ignorance and talk about something I haven't read, even though we've, we've all done our own research into, oh, the yeah, process you, know, and, say, you know, you've read the, I mean, you've read the book, you know exactly what it's going to say. I don't think that he'll be bringing any kind of insight that you don't already know, but yeah, no, you're, you're absolutely right. That's a fair thing to do. Um, yeah. Didn't we have him but, on the uh, show? Yeah. Was it, was he on the show or, or was yeah. he not? Yeah, he was on, um, yeah, he was on before. He wasn't Bozoathon. He was a regular guest, wasn't he? I, I remember him being so. a smarmy asshole. Yeah, let me see. Dude, yeah, I mean, that's, I de- he was definitely on for sure. I'm pulling up. Um, uh, episode 37, March 2017, bonus uh, bonus interview with Evan Drellick. We, yeah, maybe, we discuss... maybe I liked him. I never because he had just gone gone to just gone to Boston, got the job in Boston, right? Yeah. Am I remembering that correctly? We we apparently yeah, talked we talked about this is this is 2017. So this is before before everything went down. The awfulness of Darren Rovell, which we which that holds up. Um true. His heated radio show with two guys from Boston whose names we can't currently remember. The difference true. between Houston and Boston, the Astros controlling their narrative, an Astros Red Sox ALCS which we called, it was just the ALDS and the Astros whooped him. So episode, episode 37 from before the 20, so it was during spring training of the 2017 season. If you want to go back and it was 28 minutes long. If you want to go to back be and listen to that. Yeah, he had to have some fresh Astros vitriol. I wonder how, I, I think I, now that I'm thinking back though, I, I, he wasn't smarmy. I think I remember enjoying that. I think I, I I think if we're talking about how terrible Darren Rovell is, then we must have had a good time. Yeah, 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 I, yeah. I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. I think. I think. Well, I had nothing. I had not a bad, and I still really don't have a bad thing to say about him. I just I'm not too. I, I guess I get it. I mean, I, I I'd probably go to that well too if that was my, my livelihood. and I needed to come up with something creative to write. I, I probably would. I probably would do the exact same thing. But it's I've just always... kind of lazy over and he's and he's and he's quoting an article that was already i mean that just seems just very basic lazy fucking just journalism and it's just and it's just like what drum this back up for literally no reason that nobody's talking about it it just seems so unnecessary and catty like i wouldn't i wouldn't do that on on astros county like i wouldn't say like rob manfred uh did an interview with time magazine my column like i would i wouldn't i wouldn't i wouldn't do that and i'm just oh, a- that's a- yeah, that's not in that in that like against the the rules to get a quote from somebody else's piece as as like the main thing of your piece. That's just that's clickbait. Yeah, it's definitely. But I've also always uh, wanted to write a book. Uh, and and if I came across something where I actually and I I have I just haven't freaking sat down and done it because I'm freaking busy. But I don't know. Although Andrew Jackson's 1833 tour of New England isn't going to generate the clicks that hey remember how bad how terrible the astros are as an organization that is going to generate very tumultuous time in our country's history it was precursor to the civil uh, war hell yeah yeah no I, yeah, i'll be i'm pumped for it I, i'm definitely pumped for a, a history book yeah well I, yeah i think that um yeah that day, so yeah i want to touch on that that's that was about it that, that i i had other than yeah i was close to melting down I even had, let's see if I can find it. You texted me. You were like, I'm going to go full Alex Jones if they lose this oh, game. Yeah, they, and and they did. And it ended up, luckily, we were, if we were recording that day, it would have been, I, I mean, I had, I had audio prepared. 
<laughs> I mean, I had, I don't see if I can find it. I might play it anyway, just because it it's probably even more insane now. But I mean, I was just, I mean, yeah, because I was like, it really was getting close to like, just from, uh, I'm spending time watching this team. It's just, yeah, you're wasting my time now. And, and it sucks, uh, these games, just doing nothing. Or then, then, or we do something, and then just the way they were playing it was just—it was really just grinding my gears, so to speak. It was the seven. It was the. It was Sunday. It was the nine-seven extra innings Reds win. Yeah, That's- that game. Extra, yeah, the way that game played out, really, it was just like, man, fuck this. Yeah, because they had they had that game won. Yeah, yeah, that was that was that was a that was yeah that's gonna maybe not be the ultimate, but that's up there in the short list of uh, frustrating. Uh, they were up. Um, the Astros were up five two at the at the uh, end of the fifth. God, I've tried so hard. <laughs> I just belong to some other age i guess you know humans don't communicate anymore or they they gibber and jabber about stuff that doesn't matter and then they send a text message and never communicate with anybody about anything of substance it's spiritual death and then i just come to the realization out of trillions of worlds we're going to probably die Everything we did as a species and all of our beauty and all of our goodness will just fail. And we're going to go down the tubes because a bunch of inbred child molesters in Hollywood had some psychotic dream that they wanted to kill everybody. You know, humanity just has to fall. It has civilization has to fall. It just has to go down. And you know it's going to go down too. And I just have been a fool trying to prop it up. It's just at a certain point, you're like, God Almighty, this is what death looks like. This is what laziness looks like. No one has the instinct or the will to execute anything real. They only execute failure. I want to be loved by CNN, even though I don't watch it. We have totally legal censorship going on. We have them bragging about it. We have them dead to rights. No one will attack. No one wants to do it. Never took action when all the tools were right there in our hands because we weren't meant to. We couldn't do it. We didn't want it. I give my children fish oil every day. They love it. It's really good for them. That's one thing I love more than getting my pitch over the plate. And that is getting over this plate in Casa Ole. It's like a fiesta in Casa Ole. Casa Ole. Fresh today, every day. You get a free child's plate, put your sticker stuff, from any Astros game. Casa Ole. <laughs> 